Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness. Where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. His squats opened a wormhole. And that's what led them here. Trapped inside a magic studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Uh, thanks for joining us on this snowy Monday morning. Happy Monday. Did you get a chance to watch Chris Rock's live special on Netflix this weekend? I did indeed. Mostly because I, I imagine, like the rest of the world, wanted to see how he addressed the infamous slap. Oh. That he did. <laughs> he sure did. He went there. Yes. And among other things, uh, went in on Meghan Markle and um, didn't see eye to eye with her on certain things. And then just, you know, <laughs> see eye to eye. Yes, overall, to put it mildly. yes, just, you know, I, I do love Chris Rock. I think he's a very funny, relatable comedian. And um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with the parts that I've watched. I watched the part where he talked about Will Smith. And um, now I'm making my way halfway through it. What did you uh, think about? I mean, he really did go in. Well, I was going to say, I, you know, the first, I don't know what, two third. I, well, that last portion, maybe a quarter. I don't know how long it was, actually, like seven some minutes or mm-hmm. whatever. That up to that point, I was like, this is, I think, what I would expect from a Chris Rock special. There, you know, like I would quibble with some of the things he talked about or like the way he talked about some things. But like Chris Rock, he's yeah. not doing the routine for me. So, you know, <laughs> good, he, made, yes. he made a lot of people laugh and he brought up some hot button issues and I'm sure rub, rubbed some people the wrong way. He did talk about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. He did talk about the Kardashians, which... You know, like all that stuff seems somewhat, I don't want to say predictable. It's just like, that's what I think you would expect on a typical Chris Rock special. But sure. then, of course, and he he kept referencing. So for the audience, like he w- he dropped in these little things that made you know, don't worry, he's going to talk about the Will Smith thing. Yes, right? he teased it. He, he kept doing that thing where he would talk about a rapper and be like, well, I'm not, I love that person. I don't need to get on the wrong side of another rapper. Ha ha ha. Yes, right? yes. Exactly. And so he did that a few times and then he brought up the thing that we were all waiting to hear. And that thing, of course, was Will Smith's slap. And what I thought was entering for, or interesting in. Oh, my God. Words on a entering. Monday. Entering. What was interesting 
is the way he approached the topic, sort of like got on the runway, warmed up, floored the engines, mm. took off, and then just went for it. And and I thought it was very adept in the sense of just from the mechanics of, like, I don't know anything about comedy, but it seemed to me that he was being self-deprecating mm-hmm. in the beginning. He played himself for laughs, and he does that whole thing where he talks about the difference between him and Will in terms of, like... Did it hurt? Of course it hurt. Have you seen Will Smith? And then goes on this whole thing. In fact, do you want to play the clip? We have a clip of Will's or of uh, Chris Rock talking about the difference between him and Will Smith. First of all, I know you can't tell on camera. Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. We are not the same size. Okay. We are not. It's got this guy. Will Smith does movies with his shirt off. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. <laughs> if I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweater. <laughs> Will Smith Great. played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I auditioned for that part? <laughs> he played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. <laughs> oh. I played a piece of corn in Pootie Tank. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And also, not only did he do that, but he set up in the beginning, he talked about something called selective outrage. Yeah. Like you have this phone, but you're mad about this other thing. But who built the phone? You know, it's just like you're choosing things to be selective about. And I'm pretty sure that led up to the. Oh, absolutely. He set the table by going, don't be stupid by just getting super angry about one or two things because there's, you got to get mad about everything. Yeah. Or get mad about the right things or get mad about the things that are actually the issue. And you're absolutely right. He, he sort of laid that out as a premise. Cause I would say that was probably the overarching theme was selective outrage, mm-hmm. but then pays it off by going in hard against Will Smith. And I will say when the, when he got real, real, I thought to myself, Oh, this will be interesting because what's Will Smith. How would you define how he addressed? So he, he starts out by saying essentially like, of course that hurt. I, I didn't want any part of that. Right. I didn't have anything to do with that. But then, Ooh, he, then he goes right for, I would say, Jada. Well, he goes for both of them, but specifically to Jada. And I just, I thought, I need to understand I'm, how I'm this. scared. Because I'm he did scared. not pull any punches. No. And he went, how would you describe the way for the audience who didn't watch? Mm, well, it was... Uh, So he brought up the whole how weird, well, in his opinion, how their marriage isn't typical, I'll just say. And that um, she cheated on him. She he broke it down like that with August Alsina, calling it an entanglement. And then that was like, all right. And then he went into that a little bit, which is like insider information almost. Like we can view it from the outside and all the gobbledygook that. But we he was hear. giving the insider's view, at insider's least from his view. from the by, because he really was like, I was a bystander. I tried to reach out. He didn't take my call. Yeah. In terms of when Will Smith was, you know, as he interpreted it, being humil- humiliated by the revelation that his wife had cheated on him, he said that behind the scenes everybody was, you know, uh, reaching out to him. He tried to, but he didn't reply. 
Yeah. Um, and that everybody behind his back was calling him a biatch. Yeah. Which he used several times, which was like, oh, every time he said it, I was like, yikes. Well, it was intentional. You could mm-hmm. feel the intentionality behind him mm-hmm. getting in those verbal, because I mean, you know, verbal punches, verbal slaps, whatever you want to equate them to, the verbal just, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're going to come for me, and here's why I am going to lay this out. Now, that's the way he laid it out, Mm -hmm. but then he really did sort of go after Jada by saying she started it. Right, and then the thing that's also really just stung, I think, was, and then we saw the abuser interviewing the victim talking about red table talk and how they had a discussion on red or the table cheater. Talk. Yeah. The, the cheater is right. Yeah. The so, one who's cheating interviewing the one who was cheated on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just going along referencing with it. So, Jada interviewing will. That's right. So almost a secondary emasculation. I think he was summing it up in that way. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, Oof. Ooh, that's, was, that is, I mean, Hey, I, I everybody uh, was eating popcorn listening. Mike, did you see it? I just saw the clips afterwards. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing live, but yeah. uh, I'm working my way through it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Right. How did how did that else you know dawn for you? How did that hit you when you were listening to it? Um, the Will Smith part, like as he's like, oh oh climaxing with that story. I'm like, wow, he's not just mentioning this. He's saving because I looked. I watched it in after the fact. I didn't watch it live either, so I yeah. could see a time code. And he waited until almost the end. To do that, oh yeah, it was and at so, the end. It, it was, was that, at the that end. Was, so that was the. I was like, the, ooh, I could see I had you know six minutes left, and I'm like, oh, what's he going to end it with? And then I'm like, no, this is it, and it just kept going and going, and I'm like, wow, he's really getting his feelings. No, out. he he was literally so from a like from a uh, storyline perspective or from a production standpoint, like sitting back and watching the whole thing unfold. It's very like traditional Chris Rock. He's going to tell you things. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to laugh and be like, oh, I laughed. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to think about he's going to get you to think about some stuff. He's probably going to make you I I don't know. He's going to push some buttons. Right. All that stuff. And you're slowly being worked toward this moment. And then he's actually telling a story and I forget what story he sort of drops by the wayside Mm. and then goes straight in like he sort of pivots and then he's all in on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And you know, you're going in like he's essentially, I don't want to mm-hmm. say going in for the kill, but from, you know, a joke telling standpoint. <laughs> and it made me nervous. I mean, it made me feel like anxious. I, I think that telling the whole story and getting all of his feelings out is good because they've done that several times. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that he, he kept, he, he talked a lot about like people. He said there are another theme that he had throughout his special we're talking about chris rock is that there are four kinds of i think four kinds of people in the world that need, yeah uh who want attention right or you're you yeah you, i wrote those down uh it's people <laughs> people who, that show their ass <laughs> it starts with people who show their ass <laughs> this is how people because are we're infamous. addicted to attention yes yep. people who are infamous mm-hmm. people who are actually good at something and then uh what's the last one it's um people who are being a victim People are being a victim. And so that was that the one. That aren't actually victims. That, yeah, exactly. He's like, no victim shaming. There are real people who have been hurt and wronged in this and world. And he said the people who who act a victim who aren't take away from, 
you know, the visibility of people who are. Right. So that it's hard to, you know, help the people who are actually victims if there's all these other people out here acting in victim. That's what Chris Rock's premise was. And I think that also plays into this last piece. You know, he says, I'm not a victim. Right. Right. But at the same time, he is going to take every opportunity to lay out the case. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not a victim. Like, I. You, you know, won't see me on Oprah. But, but the way interviewed about it. the way he will address the issue is by doing comedy. And that's, you know, that's what we all expected. Right. We didn't expect that Chris Rock was going to show up on Oprah uh, or do a Red Table Talk. No. We, and know. he saved his he saved it for his own material and his own special, yeah. which I'm like, good for you. You used it as an opportunity to highlight yourself and, and you also mix in some jokes. I mean, thoughtful and. I'm scared for him that there might be some retribution, but I don't think he's scared. I think he has the whole, you can't really at this point, um, unless people wanted to dig into um, his past, because that's how people destroy each other. They, they make you, they, they get you canceled. Yeah. And so that's the only way people do that. Unless you walk up on stage and slap someone, which was unusual, but that's the only thing that I could see. There might be some campaign now to get him canceled. Well, I don't I don't think that I don't think works for Chris Rock because, you know, people could choose to work with him or not work with him. Companies may want to employ him or not employ him. And that's on them. But I don't think that that's probably a concern of of Chris Rock's. But the the one thing I I don't understand is why he constantly because he did this. He there was this whole trans conversation. He brings trans people up in his comedy, which I don't understand that the because you have a community who is. Like, if you're going to talk about actual victims, like we know in, in society, mm-hmm. like trans people are victimized daily, brutalized, murdered, like they're real victims, right? Plus, the culture has decided or parts of the culture have decided to highlight trans people so that they can make their political points, which, again, makes them a victim by default. And I don't understand bringing trans people into the conversation for laughs. Especially when it's irrelevant. To, like, you could make that point without bringing trans people into the story. Sure. So that was, like, a piece of his, um, like, the show that I just kept going, well, why is it, like, why is he, mm-hmm. you know, like, Meghan Markle, she has been a victim of uh, the British tabloids, but essentially, she's got some, she's got some power to fight back, right? She does. This is true. Yes. She's connected. Trans people in the trans community are already battling on 50 different fronts. I don't feel like they need to have more people bringing them into the story to make their own. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
points. That was a side comment that I wanted to make. And then you also recognize, like, you're not a comedy critic, and it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not... We're not into like saying you can do that joke, but not this joke. So it's it's confusing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Like selective. Being selective. Um, I mean, you can you can like he, he can talk about whoever whomever he wants. I just as a you know person in the audience, I don't understand why that's a, a constant like opportunity to talk about the culture. But. That was that was a side point. The the point I wanted to end on was to say for you, what do you think f- watching Chris Rock special or at least, you know, the the quote juicy parts specifically about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith? Where is this going to go next? Because you've got to believe that they're going to have something to say. Or do you think this ends that conversation and now we're all going to move on? No, it's not going to end the conversation. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Oh, it's our good friend Holly Roberts with all the celebrity gossip info. Hey, Holly. The celebrity gossip info. (laughs) Uh, You guys were talking about the Chris Rock Netflix special that aired Saturday night. Yes. Uh, And now Will Smith seemingly responding to that special. Oh. Oh. Hot take. Through sources Uh at People Magazine. Okay. So their, publi- so their publicist sent a memo to people. What did they say? Exactly. So Will Smith's publicist sent a memo to people. We can safely assume that because a source is telling people that Will Smith has felt terrible for so long about hitting Chris Rock at the Oscars. He tried unsuccessfully to make amends the best way he could with Chris adding but beyond that family is important to him and smith leaned on them so this publicist really doing the the mental gymnastics okay in response to chris rock's uh stand-up special on saturday okay so basically like i'm gonna keep this um my pain within my family people that will you know reaffirm what i feel and not go outside of the (laughs) yeah Go outside of the family for other input. Well, exactly. And also the source adds that it all has helped him, Will Smith, look inside and mature. He is better but still remorseful. Will listen to those who tried to help him and feels that he has become a better person. Okay. I mean, you know, that's Hollywood speak for he's uh, wants to be seen doing and saying the right things in this moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure there was a lot of personal growth opportunities over the last year. So that's not a bad thing. No. Um, it's just interesting to watch these two celebrities deal with the same, like we, like the same moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Here are two responses to the same moment. Yeah. Yeah. Who was sitting beside Jada? I remember there was something, oh gosh, I just. At the I Oscars. Wanna, yeah. I want to hear remember. that person's hot take. Mm. I'm sure there were a lot of hot takes. Or sitting right in behind that front her, row. there was somebody famous that there we were a lot watching of people their famous. face. Yes. It might have been Lupita Nyong'o. There was Lupita oh, Nyong'o. Yes. Yeah, for she sure. Was, yeah, she was sitting right uh, behind Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith That's at the right. Oscars. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. what she, if she said anything. I'll look that up. Go I ahead, don't Holly. think she said anything. The last thing I can see uh, regarding <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o and the Oscars, she said that she admits that she knew that it was going to be a meme. She's just like, <laughs> okay. I know that me sitting behind these people is going to become something on the Internet. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Ugh, that's the just, safest would, way to talk I, about it. I would it. not want to be in that 
room in that room in that moment Mm-mm. that had to just be so tense, tense and emotional and right and yeah. people not knowing from like people that were not sitting close uh, feeling that palpable well because i just know how tense it was on my couch and i'm a yeah. you know thousand plus miles away right right imagine being just in the vicinity yeah Oh, I would just be bunk- butt clenched so oh, hard. God. I think Diamonds that would be coming out of my butt. <laughs> Diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> my, my butt sounds like Shirley Bassey. Yeah. It's, it, well, either that or it's like Valentine's Day sale at K Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> just pendants for days. Yep. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, so, that was a bad analogy. No, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of clenching. Yeah. Right. Uh, Selena Gomez wants her fans to kill him with kindness. So have you guys been following oh, this internet Dawn drama? Has. I know every aspect of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Selena Gomez, Haley Bieber, and Kylie Jenner are in the midst of social media drama that all started because someone was making fun of somebody else's eyebrows, allegedly, supposedly. Yes, well, now sure. Selena Gomez, she addressed this on TikTok last night, <gasps> just begging her followers to be kind because apparently the, what do they yeah. call them? The Selenators or yeah. something? Selenators. Selenators. We're going. <laughs> that's after. what we're going with. Oh, it's just, it's a mess. It's getting and, to be too much. Yeah. All right. I got to go Thanks, mine. Holly. I got to go mine now. <laughs> Get <laughs> your diamonds. Yeah. Bye, Holly. Bye. Uh, catch Holly every day on our Dirt Alert. And when we come back, Mike's got juicy bits of gossip with the names left out for our blind items right here on My Talk 107. Are you counting the days until you have an event? You're thinking, oh, I have this much time to lose weight before X, Y, and Z. And you might be able to pull it off, but it's not sustainable. Well, Livia Weight Control Centers can help you with that. Take it from me. I did the program and I've kept my weight off. You can trust them because they have registered dietitians and nutritionists at all their centers you can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks so give them a call today and if you say i heard this from don mcclain on my talk you're going to get eight weeks free when you mention me and spring is coming up you might have that on your mind as well like oh boy you know winter time hibernation i totally get it but it is time now to think about yourself take some time to care for yourself livia can help you with that so uh, like i said your first eight weeks free when you mention me 855 go livia or you can uh, visit them at livia.com and see all the locations there's one just everywhere down the street from you probably come to livia and experience life-changing weight loss Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Imagine hearing a story from a friend, but they don't tell you who they're really talking about. Well, that's what N.T. Laurier does through Mike with Blind Items. Blinded by the items. Like Mike is channeling N.T. Laurier. He is. Blind item psychic. Yeah, he does it through him. At the end of this segment, I just like wake up from being blackout and I don't remember what happened. So hopefully you guys have a weird taste in my mouth and I know who was sleeping with Jennifer Lopez's (laughs) husband. Continue, Mike. Uh, We'll start off with this one, because I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Apparently, the A-list reality star with a side gig wants a spotlight turned away from her and her awful relationship Mm -hmm. where she has constantly been cheated on and instead turn it on the A-list turned A-minus, sorry, A-list singer turned A-list actor. How much do you want people to not talk about your relationship? Apparently, enough to admit that you broke up one couple intentionally to uh, make another couple. Okay, I don't know the second half of it, but the first half of this is Kylie and Travis. Oh, 
my gosh. So I don't. But then I thought we were going to Kim town because Kim, there's a story that we're going to talk about later that Kim's trying to let us know what kind of man she's going to date. But that's not it because you said singer. No, this has been revealed because this is uh, detailing and kind Mm. of uh, giving NT lawyers take on something we have been discussing for like a week. Got it. And that would be the Selena Gomez, Haley. Bieber. Gosh, you, sometimes whenever there's so much in it, I completely, my brain goes abort, abort, yeah, I know and then feeling. I don't All right. Hear the rest. So for everyone's benefit, Please. Mike, if you'll just re, yeah, the one thing, the, I just wanted to bring this one up because I thought like you guys have been, we've been talking about this for a week. So basically all NT Lawyer is saying is that uh, Kylie has been so, uh, I guess, uh, wanting to get the spotlight away from her and her terrible relationship with Travis Scott, that that's why we're talking about all of the eyebrow situation, the eyebrow gate, because she wanted to make sure and admit Mm -hmm. that she broke up Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, Mm -hmm. because remember we talked about the um, uh, Mm -hmm. New 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 Year's Year's Eve Eve situation. So she basically, what NT Lawyer is saying is she's willing to admit that she did all those things just to get everyone to talk about that rather than talk about Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. Interesting. I mean, you know, why not? Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 a hot take. Like, this is a family, again, the Jenners, uh, Jenner, Chris Jenner LLC, mm-hmm. are always looking for misdirection opportunities when there are negative headlines. That's so true. I could see it. It's plausible. Yeah. If it's true, I don't know. How do you feel, Don? Do you have thoughts and opinions? So, I my thought is, did she, like, I wonder if he's saying that she deliberately trolled her to create this story or they just trolled her and then they're like, oh, okay, well let's grab onto this and yeah, know, I don't know. Add flame it to the fire. Might be a little distinction without a difference, but I, it sounds like from that story that they, this was all created in an attempt to misdirect people's attention away from Travis Scott. I would love to think that, um, she's that crafty, but you know, we want to just think that she was stupid and we caught her doing something. But if she, if it was all choreographed, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, but I could see, you know, Chris Jenner being like, hey, um, can we do something to get the attention off of... Uh, oh, okay. You know, you're getting a lot of bad PR. It's bad for sales. I don't know. Oh, for sure. She probably saw the Selena post and was like, okay, now what you're going to do is you're going <laughs> to... Yeah. Okay. I got it. I'm up to speed. All right, let's do another one. Another day, another girlfriend for this A-plus A-list mostly movie actor who is having a tough time to get one of his, quote, girlfriends to stick. Mm-hmm. Is It's not Brad Pitt. It's not Pete Davidson. Mm. Oh, I just had Pete Davidson in my head. I'm in trouble now. Uh-oh. Why? Because I can't think of anything else. Oh, uh, is it like a Leo? It is exactly like oh, a Leo. I didn't know he was with another lady, though. Oh, oh, my. There's been like three in the last month. Oh, okay. Fill in the blanks. Yeah. So Leonardo DiCaprio, according to NT Lawyer, is uh, really having some trouble to get one of his, quote, girlfriends to stick. Leo just recently over the weekend has been tied to, uh, or apparently rumors have tied him to Rose Bert- Bertram. Bertram. Yeah. She's a uh, Belgian model. Uh, prior to that, he was tied to Camilla Maroney. And before that of course Gigi Hadid is where we were trying to get uh, him okay. to, uh, to, to to land to land and that was less than a month ago okay so, so d- is he implying that they're dumping him that's what NT lawyer is implying okay he's having trouble getting one of these girlfriends to stick oh 
So, well, that's interesting because, like, I'm like, how sticky does he want them mm. to be? Not too sticky. <laughs> real sticky. There was. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, I was not going there, you dirty birds. Um, I'm saying clearly the last one stuck and he was just like you're too sticky yeah yeah move on yeah um there was a headline leonardo dicaprio's rumored girlfriend rose bertram stuns in a mauve dress and i was like that's interesting that like what a random like <laughs> it's not just a, a story. random story also it's not a story. they were together at Bouf sur la trois wherever that is in france isn't that beef something beef for the something oh sur la trois what's a la trois oh oh um what? I don't know French. I mean, Sir Tony Latois. will tell us immediately. Uh, Isn't the toilet? Un jardin sur la toile. Not <laughs> la toilette. <laughs> I was like, beef for the toilet? Well, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. Should we do another? Sounds uh, fancy. Yeah, it sounds, but boof, like it's a club and it's beef. Isn't boof beef? I think so. Beef. I love that There's club a- uh, ribs, club brisket. Anyway, go on. Okay. On the roof. Oh. Beef on the roof? Beef sur la toile is beef on the roof. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of... Oh, boy. Speaking of sticky and beef on the roof. um, This DIY porn site is in talks to sell out to a huge porn conglomerate. As part of the deal, all of its content from the DIY site is that is on their servers could be uploaded to the porn conglomerate and uh, that means they could get tens of thousands of hours of new views most creators to this diy site had no idea that's what could happen when they signed up Ooh, are we talking about only fans uh, yeah. going yeah. to like yeah i don't know Pornhub, porn pick your yeah they, yeah there was a few different pick rumors, your but, porn site yeah. <laughs> you porn wow that uh, that would be insane. That would be those, crazy. Fill in that blank. You guys it. nailed it, though. It sounds like OnlyFans might be in talks uh, as part of it, or to go to one of these massive porn conglomerates, either like you said, a Pornhub or a like uh, service or like website. And uh, when they do that, they apparently would have uh, access and the rights to all of the content that's been created. Oh, and again, boy. according to NT Lawyer, I'm sure somebody's read the fine print, this but according to NT Lawyer, if that was to happen, they are free to post it. They have Ooh. ultimate control over your content that you Ooh. upload. So even if you have followers and subscribers, Ooh. well, that's going to be free now on Pornhub. Yeah. So yeah. this is going to ruin the, like, it's going to it ruin could, OnlyFans. Yeah. That's going to be a big deal. But I don't, you know, it's not like I'm, like, crying over this. It's just a fact, you know? It's not like I, I don't follow anyone on OnlyFans, so it doesn't affect me. But I see how, you know, there are sex workers oh, that sure. it would affect. Oh, yeah. Just like all the content creators on OnlyFans are now out of a business model. That's true. And yeah. the business model for them was that they finally had a you know stake in their own bodies. Okay, well, that's depressing. Yeah. Mm. Blah, blah. Do you got any good ones? Sure. Less porny. <laughs> to be honest, um, let me look because that next one's kind of the same route. Um, Great, come on. Let's see here, man. It's been a. It's kind of a interesting. Okay, we'll go it's with fine, this one fine. instead. The pay cable show that's being discussed is not going to be going anywhere unless the producers want to pay off everybody and then kill the show anyway. Mostly because everyone on the cast and crew are basically uh, have deals that are pay or play, and the uh, cable show is loving the buzz. They can certainly handle uh, the edgy rumors. Is that Succession? No. Is this somebody we think is going away? 
uh, it's been talked about the last we week. talked Ted about Lasso? last week. Um, this Didn't we? Pa- what's that? Yes, we did talk about last okay, week. Okay, okay. Um, the key is that it hasn't aired yet. Uh, uh? Oh, we talked yeah, about yeah. it last week. We did, that hasn't and I aired. had the same thoughts in my head like you did. I said Walking Dead, and that was wrong. But that's still stuck in my head. I can't remember what the real answer was. Okay, you so, said Ted Lasso. Okay, wow. So, okay, so I'm All just having a deja vu moment. We're having a deja sure. vu moment. Again, it's a pay cable show that's being discussed nonstop. Oh. It's not going anywhere unless the producers want to pay off everybody and kill the show anyway. Almost everyone, including cast and crew, are on a pay or play deal. So even if it doesn't, uh, they need to remember. Is it an Andy Cohen TLC situation? Uh, oh, no, but shoot. I remember a different that conversation. Blind from last week. Yeah. Okay. I'm just proud that I remember that. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> the biggest name around this one is known for his music. It's a music man. Uh, John Legend? No. Okay. So we, we really talked about this show. We absolutely show. did during it's Blind Items. in talks mm-hmm. to happen. To happen. Yep. But it may not happen. Is it a prequel? Nope. Okay. It does it have anything to do with like fan. Is, is it a competition creatures? or reality? It's none of those. Nope. It's like a drama. It is a drama. It's a drama. Keep, keep in three. mind the, the cable channel is loving the the buzz. They can handle it because they can handle edgy. Maybe why don't you concentrate on the streamer? There's only so many streamers. HBO Max. There you go. Uh huh. Okay. So we've narrowed it down. Edgy. Who's edgy? The Gilded Age. No, but it's a new it hasn't show. Hasn't aired yet. It's a new show. It has not aired. Okay. So you got to create something out of nothing. Get, why is this so hard? It has I mean, a musician ta- attached. It has to a musician to ta- attached to it. A musician that was really upset that today's Monday. Oh, it's oh oh oh. <laughs> it's Friday. No, it's not Rebecca Black, honey. It's <laughs> the weekend. There you go. And it oh, was the right. show that he was allegedly in talks <clears throat> with Angelina Jolie. Oh, it was a sex cult. The sex cult. Yes, it was called Idol. There you From go. Yes, you got yes, there. Yes. yes. You, you got did there. it. You did it. Oh. Fill in the blanks. So yeah, the big the big story from last week that we talked about is that Rolling Stone article that came out and basically said that it's kind of turning into a twisted like uh, I don't know how they called it culty uh, just yeah. evil type show but or whatever the case may be. But it sounds like uh, HBO Max is like sure we'll just take all the free publicity that's completely fine and we're not going anywhere because uh, most of the people that did the show and this has been being made by the way since like last May mm-hmm. so uh, they said uh, it's all a pay or play deals so uh, it's gonna it's gonna run. You know, Mike, you got us there in the end. Okay. And that's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, it's not anti-lawyer's like, issue. It's ours. It's like Solely, leading a couple of preschoolers into you know, college. Yeah. I mean, for me. We got us there. No, I, a I third feel, grader and I a felt preschooler. equally preschooly in this segment. Okay. However, when we come back, we got to get real smart. Here's why. Benifer and Jennifer are having real estate troubles. And Dawn and I have taken on the role of real estate agent. So when we come back... Uh, find out exactly why the two of them keep pulling out of real estate deals when we return right here on my talk 1071 hey my talkers bradley here for my good friends at alight you know alight a twin cities based organization that spread across the globe 365 days a year to help those who are displaced by many things war famine conflict and most recently you'll remember those terrifying horrible earthquakes in syria and turkey Alight is on the ground with friends from Questcope, one of their partnership 
organizations. They've been there responding for earthquake survivors since February 6th, the day the earthquake happened. Their relief efforts have been focused on um, the Aleppo region of Syria, but that has allowed them to include support for families in rural areas, people who've had very little in the way of support. The work that they're doing continues. And critically, it can only be done thanks to you and your support. Help Alight continue to do the doable on the ground today by heading to wearealight.org. And thank you. Hi, this is Mary. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. Somebody is being indecisive. Is it mm. Benefer or Benefer? We don't know. They keep uh, getting into homes and then acting like they're going to buy them and then pulling back at the last minute. Yeah, so I don't understand what this is all about. Maybe you can help me understand. So there was an exclusive over at TMZ about how J-Lo and Ben are uh, continuing to pull out of real estate deals. We just keep pulling out, bailed again on house and escrow. I'm like, what is this about? So I go to the story and it turns out that apparently sources with direct knowledge, maybe their real estate agent, Mm-hmm. says that they pulled the plug on a home in Pacific Palisades, which right. was going, I think, for 34 point some odd million dollars. Um, why they, despite the fact they were supposed to close escrow last Friday, just before it was signed, sealed, and delivered, they thought it was a good idea to pull out. Maybe, I don't know, maybe with, there's only 12 bathrooms. We need to have 13 or something. Yeah, it's really strange. But what's also strange is that they were spotted at another mansion Tuesday while they were still in escrow on another house. So it looks like they're maybe having some issues, like should we get this house or that house? Meanwhile, um, you know, you got to believe that's costing them a fair amount of money, their indecisiveness, or at least opportunity. Yeah, my first thought was, oh, they must be fighting. And then they're like, we don't want to live together. And then they're Let's like, live together. No. But then I thought about just if we bring it down to just people like us, there is um, there is a m- really high market for competition in yeah, real estate. So maybe they're like, I'm j- we got to no, get this. No, we got a house over here. They're like, no, we got to get dibs on this house. Maybe the demand is high. I mean, this is now the second house that they have bailed on. Don't they get... I mean, isn't that a bad reputation? Well, I feel like don't you lose out on money? I mean, I don't do a lot of multi-million dollar real estate deals, but I imagine that's not going to make you look good. But at the end of the day, they've got the money and uh, the market is probably theirs to have. So it's probably who knows. But like when you're at a level of like Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck and you're like, yeah, I want that home. Let's sign, seal and deliver it. What makes you go, wait, no, hold on. Let's look at this other house over here. Or is it just because they have so many possible deals happening? They're just not able to decide which one they really want. But then they continue to look at other houses. It's yeah. like they have. So this is the second time they've pulled um, out. Pulled out, but not the second house because I feel like the story in TMZ says at least one of the estates they looked at last week was going. Uh, no, that's that's in addition to. So it says that they're in escrow on another house, despite the two they've already pulled out of. Okay. Oh yeah. my God! I was just trying what to look up how many they've looked at. If well, anybody had any data 65. on that, because I feel like they've been shopping for houses forever. Yeah. Well, that has been. I think that's been the next chapter of of 
their population ship has been like, where are we going to live in our mega mansion? Which you know they're going to sell at some point. Like, do you feel like this is just like the rich people real estate game, you know, kind of like uh, Ellen DeGeneres and Portia? What did they do? Well, I mean, Ellen and Portia are in it to win it when it comes to real estate. They flip mm-hmm. houses or have over the years. So it's not like these are yeah. homes are necessarily going to live in as their one and only home. Like maybe they're just buying these houses because they're good real estate opportunities. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're going to turn around and sell it for millions more. Yeah, because people like this don't live like you and I do. Oh, they don't? No. I know you find that shocking. They have a lot of time to look at houses in the day anytime they want. But they don't actually like have to like really live in them either. Do you ever notice that? I mean, Britney Spears just offloaded a house at a loss, by the way, in Calabasas that she never lived in. Have you ever had the opportunity to buy a house that you never lived in and just own it? No. (laughs) No, certainly not. Yeah, so I'm just saying it's like this must be some sort of like weird Hollywood real estate deal that we're not or move that we're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, everybody knows you offer twice and pull out three times. Oh. (laughs) Um, Do you think that this is um, who is driving this? Is it? Is it Jennifer? Well, she's or driving all the things in that relationship. Do you think, you think she's the one that's like, let's go look for it? He's like, I he just want a look. cigarette. Yeah, he. I need donkeys and a ciggy. <laughs> and she's like, fine, you can have your donkeys and a ciggy, but get in the car because we're going shopping for a house. Like, this isn't something that um, I don't. It doesn't look like he's having fun. Let's just put it that way. All the photos look like he's. Maybe I'm just putting that on the photos, but it looks like he's being drug around and i'm sure she's like you know the the person that's behind her is like the assistant or the real estate agent and she's like i need to have you know at least thirty five thousand square feet i need to have 14 bedrooms there needs to be a lanai and uh you know two carriage homes because we've got this and this and ben is like but can we go to donkeys after this (laughs) she's like we can go to donkeys if you come and look at this mansion and here's your outfit for the day ben make sure you wear it because it will at all times be coordinated to my outfit and please look more excited which he did not do in these photos he looked over at the paparazzi like he was annoyed but you know yeah well that look to me is like "Mm, could we see it should we put in a pool over here yeah and he's literally just thinking i want one of those packs of dunkin donut holes you know i didn't know i hadn't been keeping up with ben affleck's uh, donut preference yeah. before the Super Bowl and you were like oh yeah he loves Dunkin Donuts or maybe oh, that's it's before the My Talk Awards I, I don't think we ever explored that on uh, yeah. the morning show so I was just out of the loop when it came to like Ben every Affleck time loving donkeys yeah no every time you'd see him out and about when he was with Anna DeArmas they would oh. go out for donkeys and dog poop like he'd be carrying like the do- you know like they'd go out for the dog walk mm-hmm. but he'd have his donkeys and then like a poop bag Ooh. What if you get confused? That would not be good. Okay. Here's the good news. Um, When we come back, I cannot wait to tell you this story about a woman who disappeared 30 years ago. She just turned up in an entirely different place. I'm going to tell you the story, and you'll be amazed when we return right here on My Talk 107.1.